The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Episode 62, Season 2, the Daily Mission Podcast. My name is Greg. I'm joined by Nate. My mic sounds a little off. Does it? Yeah, it does. Really? Sounds good on mine. Okay. It's been pushed way down. There we go. There we have it. How you doing, Nate? I'm joining studio. Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. Now that the mic difficulties are over. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's all good. It's been a busy <clears throat> week in sports. Obviously, you know, with the, this time of year, it's normally not uh, presenting the most content for, uh, for sportscasters, but... We found a way to get an episode, and we're excited to announce that we've got Sam Alvey coming on this episode. So, uh, right. former UFC fighter, um, not currently under contract. So, we'll get into it with Sam Alvey. But I did want to mention this pregame show of episode 62 is brought to you by Manscaped, the best tools for your family jewels worldwide. Millions of people use these Manscaped tools to keep up uh, their grooming, and and uh, you can use the code TDI at uh, manscaped.com for 20% off free shipping. Go check it out. Yep, it is uh, fantastic stuff, as I say every time. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's quite the deal. So make sure you go check out manscaped.com and use the code. But uh, Nate, moving to the pregame show, Serena Williams has announced retirement. Uh, she put it actually in a, a unique way. She said she's going to be evolving outside of the tennis world. Um, so an interesting way to say that she's going to be moving on. But uh, you'd have to say probably the greatest woman athlete of all time, female athlete of all time, certainly a top five, just even in, in you know both male and female tennis. I mean, the run that we witnessed uh, her go on was substantial. And, um, you know, the, the women's game is definitely going to miss Serena. Oh, for sure. I mean, she's been around since... I mean, it's been ever since you can remember tennis. Yep. It's Serena Williams. Yep. So it's it's going to be weird without her playing, that's for sure now. But. No doubt. Uh, 23 Grand Slam wins, uh, 14 uh, double slams with her sister Venus. I mean, the Williams sisters, what an incredible story. I know there's a new documentary coming out, Nate. Uh, Will Smith's the father, I do believe. Uh, so I'll have to check out that movie. But, uh, Is that you know, a Netflix special? Uh, I think it might be. I'm okay. not sure. Uh, but uh, no, what a career from uh, Serena Williams. And, and right now we've got the National Bank Open going on in Toronto. Uh, Layla Fernandez is out. Serena's out. So uh, Bianca still in. So uh, we'll see if Bianca can kind of get things back on track. But the promising thing I think that Serena showed the women's world and just the tennis world is she won 10 slams after the age of 30. So, um, you know, we see the tennis world can take a toll on the body early on, but... Mm. I mean, the longevity of the of the Williams sisters is certainly something to yeah, uphold. It's been very impressive for sure. The uh, yeah, and you say the the wear on the body, man. It, it, it's probably underrated how easy it would be to just like snap an ankle, you know, pull a knee out, blow your hip. Yep. You know anything? Yeah, absolutely. The cardiovascular demand in the tennis oh, world man. just uh, it's, it's unbelievable. And yeah, those services aren't the most uh, um, you know forgiving on the body for sure. But it is World Juniors. In Edmonton right now, obviously the postpone may have those World Juniors in December due to uh, due to COVID nineteen, but uh, now they're up and running, and and a lot of the faces that uh, we were going to see in December not returning, but uh, mm-hmm. it's been pretty good. I've watched a couple games, and um, you know that Connor Bernard kid's fun to watch. Yes. Um, you know he 
uses a 70 flex stick. I watched uh, Jeff Von Nil during the intermission kind of break it down, man. He can rip the puck. He's looking to shoot every time he gets the puck, and um, it's going to be exciting to watch. I mean, USA's uh, got some great players as well, so, um, you know, uh, first few uh, games were exciting. I mean, uh, fans uh, in Edmonton are still looking to fill up that building. Yeah, it's ridiculous, man. It's dead in there. I guess, though, it's like summer. There's probably not a whole lot of people dying to get in there in the middle yeah. of the, the summer. There's so much going on. It's more of a, you know, it's just more of a, a winter Christmas thing. That's when the spirit is the spirit is up for World Juniors. But yeah, I mean that guy should be shooting all the time though, Bedard. Yeah, I mean what was it right before the tournament ended at Christmas? What he he had like a four goal game, didn't he? Yep, Something like that. Yeah, so, five goals in two games. Yeah, that's ridiculous. So he's, he's like be, sixteen years old, man. Yeah, he's going to be a great player. There's no doubt about it, and we're excited for him to come to Halifax. But we'll continue to monitor the World Juniors and bring you guys all the updates there. But uh, and I know Nate was on the. Um, the Finland Czech Republic over today. The Finland and Czech Republic over, and Which, I am on the Americans yeah. uh, over the Swiss uh, by four goals that over three be, and a half. I, I think that would be a lock. I hope so. I would think. Oh, we got three three Finland Czech Republic, ladies and, and gentlemen. And that's going to hit, a, folks. That's a dub for the kid. That's going to hit. How that's, we doing? that's big. That's big. Two for two early. I just need Jordan Alvarez. Yep. Absolutely pound one out of the park. And uh, Nate, just kind of finishing off the pregame show here, we got the PGA Tour. Uh, first round of the playoffs, um, 125 player event. There's a cut, and it's uh, it's in um, it's the FedEx St. Jude. So it used to be a World Golf Championship event, but now it's the playoffs. And, uh, you know, we're looking – I forget who uh, – who was leading? I think Siwoo came right now. Is currently leading at minus eight. But uh, I know some of our best bets. I was on Scotty Scheffler, Tony Finau, and Justin Thomas. Yes. I had – what? I had Zalatoris. Yep. Cameron James Smith. Yep. And, and John Rom. John Rom. That's yep. correct. Yes. So. Now, did I see something the other day that Cameron Young is also going to the Live Tour? Yeah, is I that saw what I'm hearing? I saw some rumors about that as well. Um, but uh, let's get into it here a little bit because uh, Cameron Percy, who came eight last eighth last week, uh, fellow Australian with Mark Leishman and Cam Smith at the Wyndham Championship, he came out after that event and said that uh, it's pretty much a foregone conclusion that uh, Cam Smith and Mark Leishman would be heading to the Live Tour, which uh, kind of rocked the golf world. I mean, yeah. you know, until now, they've only got uh, Dustin Johnson kind of being their biggest playing name. He's 16th ranked in the world golf rankings. Now they would be poaching the second ranked player uh, in the world. And obviously, Cam Smith, who's had such a tremendous season, winning the Open, winning the Players' Championship. I mean, uh, you know, turning into a household name this yes, season. Um, but, uh, but yeah, that's going to be tough to see those guys leave. It is for sure. It's kind of crazy because I feel like if you would have asked me like a few weeks ago, I wouldn't have thought there was a chance Cam Smith was actually going to go. But now it just seems like, obviously, it seems like pretty much that he's going, which is, I don't know, it's crazy, man. They're just getting a lot of guys. Yeah, uh, $100 million, um, yeah. it sounds like. So, um, yeah, well, I mean, until they change the format into a tournament where, you know, historically it's been a 72-hole uh, 72 event uh, with a cut, I just don't really know if it's going to captivate me. But, yeah, it's still ongoing. Uh, mm-hmm. Obviously, the Live Tour update, the live, the 11 Live Tour players that sued the PGA Tour lost that suit and will not be playing in the FedEx Cup. Um, which would have been pretty greasy, uh, I think, if you would have decided to leave to the Live Tour and then tried to come back and play for the $18 million. would have been pretty tough. Yeah, no doubt. But, uh, man, it's just... I, I'm, I'm surprised this is still going on. Like, I thought this was... A, like, when the whole Live Tour thing started, I was like, okay, like, how serious is this going to be? And it just, it's just not going away. So, well, it's wild. We'll see what happens for sure. We'll continue yeah. to monitor that situation, and, and it's not going anywhere anytime soon, that's for sure. But, Nate, we're going to move into quarter one, and it's going to be a little bit of MLB talk. And Rodolfo Castro gets called up by the Pittsburgh Pirates. He's rounding second, slides into third, and his cell phone flies out of his pocket. 
I mean, I've played in some, you know, some competitive atmospheres in sports, and cell phones are kind of a big no-no in the dressing room, and uh, let alone ev- like on the on the in the dugout and and in the on yeah. the playing field, having your cell phone. What an obnoxious look that well, is for Rodolfo. If you're in the batting lineup, I mean, if you're if you're a guy that's kind of like you know you're just chilling in the dugout and you're not playing that day, it's like all right, whatever. But man, I I, I think a beer league softball, I wouldn't even have my phone in my pocket. Yeah, you know, like it's it's just if anything slowing you down. Oh my goodness! You know, that, that thing lugging around, man. Sometimes I'm walking down the road and the thing's just flapping against my leg, and I'm like, Jesus, dude! It looked like an iPhone 12 Plus too. The oh, thing was God, massive. Yes, it's the size of the base. Yeah. So I'm not sure what uh, what the heck's going on there. I don't know if I think the MLB is investigating into that because that's something. That's I mean that could be a danger. Um, yeah. You know. Um, so uh, we'll see what happens there. Uh, Nate, minor league player for the St. Louis Cardinals, has hit. The home run cycle for the second time in the history of baseball. A solo dinger, two-run shot, three-run shot, and grand slam for the second time recorded in the history of baseball. I mean, if I'm the St. Louis Cardinals, I'm calling this guy up tomorrow. You'd be crazy not to, wouldn't you? What a that feat. Is, I mean, we talk, we talk every so often about how hard just the cycle is, Yeah. let alone the home run cycle. Yeah. Good Lord, man. A, oh, my God. That That's... That's one of the craziest things ever. Do you know when the first time was? No, I don't, and I don't it's know. Probably it was... like nineteen twelve. Yes, like, exactly. Like, yeah, it had I, to be. I mean, this is just something that you just don't see every day. And this guy was going nuts. Obviously, this is backyard uh, Mario Super Slugger shit. Yes, exactly. That's ridiculous. The home run cycle has been hit for the second time. So, congrats to that individual in the minor leagues of St. Louis. I wish I had his name. Jot it down. <laughs> imagine the guys because like, he's going to be my fire wagon. But guys, <laughs> imagine the guys are listening. Yeah, like, Jesus. Yes, boy. Do that. I can't even get a name. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, the Orioles and the AL East have been wagon. absolute. They've been heating up, man. They've won seven of eight games. I mean, they've been the hottest team in the AL East since July first, um, and uh, and now they're ahead of the Blue Jays. Rays and Red Sox, I do believe, um, and uh, and they're not going anywhere, man. They are a young, gritty team. This Cedric Mullins guy who got a mouthful from Austin, <laughs> Toronto, has been playing really well, and yeah, we let him up. And they're just not going anywhere. And uh, I mean, I'm uh, I'm excited to watch what these guys can do because there's nothing like there's nothing I like more than an underdog come October in baseball. Oh man, you imagine if they could get in? Oh, I would the be on the Orioles? Orioles wagon. When is the, the last time the Orioles made the playoffs? That's gonna be have to, that's gonna be something uh, we're gonna look I, up. I'll be looking it up. Yeah, it has. If if I was gonna take a guess, I would say probably like two thousand. Oh, man, man, I don't even know. Like I don't recall them. Like man, Neither think of how wagons the Yankees and Red Sox were. And like, and there's there might be a year though, like that we're like forgetting. You know, like a, a just like a random like two thousand seven or something like. Yeah, yeah, no, you're, you're probably right, but let's let's pull it up here. We got uh, seasons here. Okay, so um, I don't know. Okay, this may not. Work. Okay, so we've got third. Okay, okay, all right. They got into a wild card game, actually, believe it or not, in 2016. Which okay, I do not recall at all. No, neither do I. Uh, they lost in the ALCS in 2014. Okay, which again I don't recall. <laughs> and they lost in the ALDS in 2012. And then okay. prior to that, we're going back to. We're going back to 97. So they had a little nice run there. They did. 2012 to 2016. So we're not giving them enough love. But, uh, no, the Orioles are certainly a Cinderella story this season. Uh, and I'm excited to see where they go. Uh, Nate, the Blue Jays have signed center fielder Jackie Bradley Jr., who was released by the Red Sox last week. And I think this is a little con- this is concerning for a few different, uh, um, I mean, 
Whit Merrifield, who they signed for or who they traded for from the Kansas City Royals, he can play a little center field. You got Jackie Bradley Jr. now, who you've signed, who can play center field. I don't know if this looks very good for the for the guy who's on the IL, George Springer. They're they're you know they're ninety hundred million dollar player. Mm. Um, so I mean, we'll see what happens there with uh, with George Springer. But you know, if they're going to make a serious run at the, uh, at the pennant um, in the World Series, they're going to need uh, some depth for sure. They're going to need George Springer. Yeah. Oh yeah, they are for sure. You yeah. just now you kind of wonder. How bad is the injury? Yep. Like, is there, you know, so, I don't know, man. Jackie Bradley, though, what a beauty. <laughs> He's I such a that beauty. Guy, man. I know. Beauty. He is such a beauty, <laughs> man. Like, let's, not, let's not forget about him. No, no, exactly. Yeah. A, just sort of disappointed the, uh, the yeah. Red Sox snapped him. I mean, you got Jared Duran who gave up that yeah, the inside the park. Yeah, stands still, man, <laughs> like he's a dog. Yeah, so. Oh, man. Jackie Bradley. JBJ to Toronto. Nate, uh, a funny story to Tampa Bay. Uh, Yandy Diaz, he was concerned uh, when they made a road trip to Milwaukee about ghosts in the hotel room. Okay. So do you think he was listening to the Aaron Rodgers interviews? And He's either that or he just did a few psychedelics of his own and yeah. actually tweaked himself to death. <laughs> yeah, he, might, he was tweaking, room. dude. Although I've heard some stories about some hotel rooms in the recent past. Have you? Yeah. <laughs> What's that one? Friend of the show did the kid. You oh. When he put the... He was telling the story about when he was in like Thunder Bay or something. Yeah, yeah. And he had the he set the chair up in front of the door. Oh, yeah. and He was like, if this if this chair has moved, I'm out of here. Yeah. I was like, man, I'd probably just be out of there. But yeah. I mean, is there how I know Tampa Bay has a smaller budget than. Have most. you ever had any ghost situations? Not that I'm aware of. No, neither have I. Like, think back to it, but I I've heard some crazy stuff. Have you? Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. I was just going to mention there though. I I know Tampa Bay doesn't pay. You know, they don't have the biggest budget in the league. Yep. But what hotels are these guys staying at? That, that's like, what I'm questioning as well. Fellas, no, like. but apparently the hotel is haunted. It's a nice, okay. nice five-star. Where, where was it in? In Milwaukee. Mil- you know, I yeah. wouldn't put it by Milwaukee. Yeah. That's a spot where, you know, you could see a ghost hunters. Definitely, yeah. I've heard stories, though, of, like, ghosts and, and stuff where it's like, so I, I can't remember who it was, but they said they were staying at, like, one of their grandparents' cottages. Okay. And um, anyway, they they were the only ones there, and they were down in the basement. They were sleeping there, which is you know that's the spot. Yes, you know it's either that or the attic. Yes, There's, they don't chill on the main floor very much. It doesn't seem like. But no. I guess there was this this like um, ground entryway into the basement. Yep, and uh, it was dead bolted, like locked up. And so anyway, they heard like they thought what it was shaking, and then they could feel this like breeze coming in. And anyway, the door had opened up, and uh, so they shut it again. They relocked it. And uh, when they came, they were the only ones there. And when it came back, it was just popped back open. The door was wide open again. And it continued on like a few times. And they were like, we are leaving. That is, that's pretty sketchy. Yeah. Yeah. I don't like that type of stuff. There's, have you heard about that weird mountain too? I can't remember what it is, but apparently it's impossible to stay there for like a night. It's not like a mountain, but it's this one little spot in the woods, like up top. I don't know where this is, but apparently. See, that stuff, I'm not a big horror guy and I'm not a big, like, I, yeah, see that stuff doesn't appeal to me. I'd be like, I'm out of here. Apparently, there's some money you can win if you're able to stay 24 hours. Well, we might be looking into that. <laughs> I don't know if we will be, though, because I'd, I'd read a couple stories, and I'd be like, I don't think that's going to be worth it. That could be a how much would it take coming uh, in the near future, but we're moving on. That's going to conclude the MLB Talk. The marathon continues. We'll continue to monitor everything in the baseball world for Friday, but Nate, or for Monday, I should say, but NFL. NFL preseason continues this week. We've got a full slate of games. Yep. The Patriots are on last night, so tonight 
I'm excited to watch them versus the Giants. We'll get to see some starter action. It looks like Patrick Mahomes is going to play. It looks like Trevor Lawrence is going to play for the Jaguars. Get the boys a few snaps. Yeah, absolutely. But there's a few QB battles that we should be eyeing in on in Pittsburgh. They're going to start off Mitch Trubisky. I know that uh, two gloves, Kenny Pickett's going to be in the mix as well, and, and Mason Rudolph. So they got a three-man whore, uh, race yeah. there in Pittsburgh. I mean, we'll look at Carolina. We've got the Sam Darnold versus Baker Mayfield race. It looks like Baker Mayfield's won the job. You'd have to think, wouldn't you? Yeah, he's the Sam better Darnold player. Sam Darnold, and like, I don't, he's a pussy. Whoa. Well, no. I mean, kind of. Whoa. Well, he is. Okay. He's a wiener, man. I just remember him throwing the ball at the ground every time anyone comes near him. Yeah. He, Hilarious, man. Yeah, so, uh, and we'll see what happens in Cleveland, because Deshaun Watson, he'll be playing in the preseason, but he will not be playing. Uh, well, I, I guess if they don't get it solved, uh, and the appeal is still going, he'll be playing. But we'll see what happens there in Cleveland and Seattle. We've got... Uh, <clears throat> Gosh, excuse me. We've got, um, oh my gosh, why can't I? Geno Smith has uh, has won the preseason job over Drew Locke to start uh, to start right. off the season. So we'll see what happens to Seattle. I don't think they're going to have a great year. But uh, Nate Brady announced that he'll be stepping away from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers until after August 20th for, with some personal matters. Okay. I'm not sure what that is. Maybe parents' health came to mind. Right. Yeah, yeah that could be it. I, I'd bet that's probably it, yeah. wouldn't you think? Yeah, for Either sure. Either that or he's just like, listen, guys, like I'm just going to... Take it easy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just gotta yeah. relax till. Like, uh, trust me, I'm gonna be all right without preseason. Do you think he might be pulling the Rodman, and they'll see him in the clubs in Vegas? <laughs> Doesn't strike me as as much of a club guy as Rodman. <laughs> no, to be completely <laughs> honest, but uh, you know, crazier things have happened. Yes. Like next thing you know, you just go on Instagram. He's like, let's go. Yeah, I'm let's absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Let's absolutely go. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Him, Phil Mickelson, Calvin Ridley are at the tables. Oh my god. Yeah. Could, oh man. <laughs> We'll see what happens here. Yes, but we will. James White has retired, Nate. Only running back ever to score a walk-off touchdown in the Super Bowl history. Obviously, the 28-3 comeback. I mean, James White, he played nine years in the NFL, never lost a fumble. I mean, this guy was such it's a tremendous insane. back for uh, for the Patriots. So uh, we're going to farewell, and, and what a great career from James White. Yeah, that's awesome, too. The only guy to have a walk-off Super Bowl win. Yeah, that is like, insane. Just lace him up. Every dude. time I watch that play, it doesn't look like he's in. <laughs> but... They just start celebrating. Well, they ain't going back now. No, there's no way. Oh. And it's not really talked about that much. But I, I kind of want to look at it again now. Yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't look like he's in. Yeah, well, uh-huh. I'm sure there's got to be some Falcons fans that would agree. Oh, hundred percent. I mean, you know, always there's always conspiracy theories in the NBA or in the NFL, especially when it comes when, to the Patriots. Yes. Yeah. And it's just everything. It's like the balls were deflated. Yeah. This happened. They were spying on our we're, practice. Yeah, exactly. Belichick yeah. was in a blimp. <laughs> Oh, anyway. Tom Brady was under the bleachers that night. <laughs> That's right. It's just classic, man. It's every year. Like, uh, one po- call goes the Patriots' way. Yeah. And I'm not saying they, you know, they maybe get a few more generous ones, perhaps, you could say. Mm-hmm. Who knows? You know, I'd have to run the numbers. Yeah. But as soon as one happens, everybody's up and <laughs> oh, yeah. They're like, well, Belichick. And it's like, just chill, guys. The, it's, yeah. the league's not rigged. Oh, it's sport. You can't hundred guys on the team. You think they're all buying in to rig it? Oh, it's crazy. Uh, Nate, just finally, Marshawn Lynch was arrested with a DUI in Las Vegas. Um, So apparently he was drinking Skittles in his vodka and decided to hop behind the wheel. Yep. Never a good decision, folks. So if you're going to take anything from this episode, do not drink and drive. It is the NFL offseason. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. All right, folks. Who's next? So we're going to start to preview these divisions as we go. Um, maybe we'll do two on uh, on Monday. We'll start to look through the divisions, give our winners, and, and uh, we'll start to look at fantasy leagues because that's going to start to heat up before yep. we know it. And uh, I guess without further ado, Nate, here's Sam Alvey. Samuel Alvey. Our second recurring guest in the history of the podcast, potentially 
Joining the Daily Intermission now, Sam Alvey, fresh off his UFC fight last weekend. My man, how you holding up? I'm doing all right. I found out I don't need to have my mouth wired shut, so everything's everything's going well. That's big. Good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Is it Alexiak? What's that? Is it? I'm just trying to figure out the <laughs> how to pronounce uh, how name. to pronounce the the the, the individual you fought last weekend. Alexiak. Oh, I have no idea. I. <laughs> you know, I've been saying it for the last eight weeks, and every time I say it, it's different. Olin Jinjajzuk, I think there's a Z in there. I, I'm not sure. Yeah. So listen, how how do you think the fight went? You know, looking back on the fight, I mean, uh, you know, just kind of break down how things went, and and you know, where the uh, was it an elbow? Uh no, this was this was a punch that finished me off. So so the fight was. I've got over 80 fights, like in my career, I've got 80 fights. And this is the first time I've ever had my ass whooped. I mean, it was start of the bell to when the ref pulled him off me. It was, it was not a good night for me. And which was, I felt so good go walking to that octagon. I felt this is where I'm turning my career around. This is the end. This is going to be great. And I just couldn't, I, he started just faster than I was expecting. He was across that cage in my face and he's just, his first damn punch broke my jaw. Uh, I felt that it didn't, it doesn't really hurt. I don't know if you guys have ever broken your jaw, but it doesn't really hurt, but it feels wrong. Uh, and it was like, I I had broken it once before five or six years. Sean Strickland broke my jaw five or six years earlier. And, uh, it it was just immediate. I knew what had happened. I was like, Oh, son of a gun. And then, uh, he just never let, let, let off the break. He just kept, kept coming, kept putting his hands on me. The jerk. Sounds like it might have been tough, but would there have been anything you would have done differently, or it was just? Too- I would have shot immediately. I I thought for sure I was going to be able to move around him, stick that jab. I mean, the, the game plan was I was going to stick the jab because I I've got a real good jab. It's worked real well for me. He was just faster. I mean, immediately he was on me, and uh, I should have should have you know hindsight's twenty twenty shot immediately. I should have went for the takedown, put him on his head, uh, and then ground him. My, my jujitsu, my wrestling is far better than his. Um, I just, I, I hate relying on, on it. I, I think I'm a better striker than everyone, but I guess not. <laughs> so said, speaking of striking, there's been a lot of kind of uproar, uh, in the social media scene that, uh, you know, your contract is up right now with the UFC and that you've had a run in, uh, with the Paul brothers in the past. Just talk a little bit about your, your run in with, uh, with Jake and, and Logan Paul. Yeah, so years ago, and and I usually don't talk about it because it's what happens in the gym stays in the gym. At any any day, somebody can beat somebody, and it's not a big deal. But it's been like five years, and I figured if somebody were to have beat me up five years ago, I'd be fine if they talked about it now. Uh, that and I don't have a contract, and I would like to fight either of them in boxing. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's the one. It's the one striking sport I've not done. I've done kickboxing, American and uh, Thai style. I've done MMA. I've done pancreation. I've done all of it. I've never boxed. Uh, so I think that would be a, a, a really fun way to do it. And uh, I'm kind of the perfect opponent for him. Uh, I haven't won a fight in a while, which he greatly enjoys. Uh, and uh, it, the, 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 the downside is I'm his size. Uh, he tends to only like keep fighting people that are one or two weight classes smaller than him or on short notice. Um, so I would be on his size. I've never missed weight. I wouldn't. I wouldn't miss weight for this fight. Um, and uh, I, I think it would be, I think it'd be a lot of fun to lay him out in front of everyone. 
I think we got to get the word out here. We got to yeah. we got to start the because we I would love to see it personally. We'll get the DI army behind this. One hundred percent. We should. Yeah, we'll get everybody on yeah. it. Um, you obviously mentioned you'd love to fight them. Is there any other celebrities you'd you'd want to scrap or or anybody in the in the boxing realm? I uh, I should probably call it like Bob Sapp or something. So yeah, I'll go up to super heavyweight and we'll see what happens. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I, I don't know. I, I, Mike Perry would be fun, but I'm, I'm you know, I, I complain about the Pauls fighting people smaller than Perry's quite a bit smaller than me. I, and that, he, that would be the bare knuckle boxing. Um, I, I'm really not sure. I, I've just, I've, every MMA fighter wants to fight, you know, Jake Paul because he's, he runs his mouth real well and he's not good at boxing and we all want that opportunity to finally shut him up and lay him out um so so he he's kind of head of everyone's list and he's the i mean i don't i don't want to say i wouldn't be doing it for the money but you can't ignore that he pays pretty well so so that would be that would be a nice little little padding of the wallet as well absolutely so you say he's not very good i mean is it is it facts like i mean breaking down the jake paul film like i know nothing about boxing all i've seen is him you know, take down his opponents. Like, is he not very good, Sam? He's really not. If you if you look at and his defense, you know, as to who he's fought, he said, well, I'm building my record, which is why I fought a retired wrestler, a retired basketball player, and then another retired wrestler twice. Um, the guys he's fought weren't strikers to begin with. But if you watch Jake Paul, his footwork isn't good. He has no head movement. He usually gets tired by the end of round three. And I mean, his hands do stay up. I mean, they're fairly up. He just doesn't punch with them from here. Like before every combo, boom, he drops to the hip and then launches. Uh, he gets some power behind it. And sparring with him and his brother years ago, they, they're very athletic guys. I mean, they, they throw with some umph. Um, it's just technically he's not a very sound boxer. So you like your chances? I would, I would floor him. I would floor him. It, it wouldn't be. I mean, I, I've had a, a string of terrible fights in the UFC. Actually, they've been great fights. I've just lost them. <laughs> uh, I, I've had a string of bad luck in the UFC. But he's not UFC level. He doesn't have the striking of a UFC fighter. He's got the striking of a 4-0 amateur boxer. Um, and I train, I mean, I would run laps around him. I love uh, we love hearing it, Sam. We would be full on. Oh. We would find a way to get to that fight and be in your corner. But uh, listen, so your contract is up in the UFC, Sam. Do you have any uh, ambition to get back into the octagon? What does that look like? What does your future in the sport look like? I'm not done fighting, whether it be boxing or bare knuckle or Bellator or PFL or Eagle FC or I got more in me. Uh, I've, I've made such a good career for myself. I, I've developed a name, a following in the sport. Um, I'm, I'm going to take some time off. I'm going to heal my jaw. I'm going to settle down and, uh, I'm going to look at whatever comes next. I I'm, I'm really not sure yet. Um, the WWE would be my dream. It has always been my dream. Uh, so, so I might start throwing some feelers out that way. Um, and it's really just, I, I, I got to take some time and, and really be with my family. I, since I moved to Tennessee about a year ago, I still do most of my camps out in California. So I really haven't seen my family in, in six weeks. Uh, and so I, I want to settle down, spend some time with them, coach their baseball, do stuff like that. And then uh, then really start putting putting my feelers out to what, what's coming next. 
for sure, for sure. Uh, Sam, we put up a video the other day on our TikTok. It was about the top five dumbest rules in all of sports. And you left a comment that was the no six or 12 elbows. And uh, I have no idea what those are. Uh, so maybe you give us a little explanation what that is and why it's so dumb. Yeah, so 12 to 6 is like if you look at a clock, I'm not, you're not allowed, no MMA fighter is allowed to go from 12 to 6 straight up and down or oh, okay. ceiling to floor. Yeah. If you're lying down on the floor, you can go that way. You can do 12 to 6 that way. It's literally only ceiling to floor you're not allowed to do. And the reason that's a rule is back when MMA first started, back, I think it was only allowed in Colorado, uh, some of the judges, some of the sanctioning bodies saw a guy break an ice brick with his elbow. And uh, so they said, oh, if he can bring an iceberg with that, we can't let him hit the head. And so that was from that point on, that is the rule. Now, I could go from 11.59 to 6 or, you know, 12.01 <laughs> to 6, completely legal. But 12 to 6 is you're not allowed to do it in MMA. Wow. Weird. That's crazy. Yeah. I mean, you think, you know, Francis Ngannou punch looks like he would break an ice. <laughs> yeah, it's a rule we all know is going to be canceled someday. It just hasn't been yet. Right? Okay, yeah, yeah. So listen, there's some big fights coming up, Sam, in the UFC. I mean, some uh, some some belts being being distri uh, distributed. Do you do you see any which, which champion? I'll say. Do you think will get knocked off their reign uh, next in the UFC? So I think Usman is better than Edwards, and I think nine out of ten times Usman wins. But this, I just got a feeling for this one. I, I don't know if I have a feeling deep enough to put any money on it. I just got a feeling for Edwards um, mm -hmm. to, to win this. I, Usman, Usman's got a, he's got a good jaw, hits real hard, excellent grappling, all that. But uh, he, he's not as fast as Leon. And I just, I got to, in my gut, I hope I'm wrong. I want to see Usman defend again. And I'm not a big Leon Edwards fan as far as fighting style goes. But I, I got a feeling he might get that upset. I love it. I love it. Listen, I was watching the Sean Strickland because I remember in our first interview you said you you said you had some high praise for Sean Strickland and and obviously there was a it was a pretty rowdy uh, pre fight in his uh, in his camp and and uh, he ended up getting knocked out. Do you think Sean Strickland will make his way back and and be a contender again? Yeah, Sean's funny. He he went out and he fought terribly, and he'll he'll make fun of himself for how he fought. His plan was he was going to stand up for about two and two minutes and forty five seconds, and about two minutes and forty seconds he got knocked out. He said I was about five seconds away from shooting. Uh, <laughs> oh man, uh, and he he's the kind of guy he goes into gyms and he just beats everyone up, and he beats them up until the gym kicks him out, and then he goes to the next gym. So he'll circle gyms. And uh, there are there are managers in the sport that won't let the guys they manage spar with Sean because Sean just kind of comes in and, and ruins them. Um, so, so he lost the fight. It happens. He, he's he's probably outside of Dan Henderson. He's probably the best best training partner I've ever had. Cool. Cool. Well, listen, Sam, we're not going to take too much of your time, man. We listened and we we were excited to catch up with you. And you know, we're we're obviously proud of your career. We we love you know hanging out with you on social media and chatting back and forth and. You know, thank you for taking some time to catch up with us. And we'll listen, we'll be following you closely, whether it's in the UFC and then the Octagon or whether it's boxing, one of the Paul brothers. We're in your corner, my man. Hey, I appreciate that. And as long as I got you, I got to tell you, you two are so impressive with what you do with, with sports on your TikTok. That is incredible. I I don't know anything as well as you know every sport in the world. <laughs> I, that, it is just something else watching you guys be able to, in 30 seconds, guessing some random athlete or some <laughs> random combination of athletes listen we appreciate it sam we take a lot of pride in it